Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on this week's episode, I ask, is the highlight of last year leaving a present under the wine fridge a sign or just surprise, surprise? But Max, honestly, think about the girls. What about Shelby and Dolly? I don't know, because we're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. And we both have drinks. Yes, we do. Mmm. That is strip of mine anyway, because I've had this part. It's delicious. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Glad you liked it. (laughs) We'll go back (laughs) into that one later. Oh my god. Daniel, how have you been? I feel like I have been going since last Friday, and even yesterday I wasn't able to stop. And we're not stopping tonight. Like, that's the thing. Yes. uh, The 29th. We are recording on December 29th. I, if, could split myself, would have had three birthdays. No, four birthdays tonight. Oh my god. Because of Lovely Christian. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, our friend Andreas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Nate, who was at the party, the one who looked after Bug. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's his birthday tonight. Mm-hmm. And who's the other one? Um, our friends who have a lovely restaurant uh, out actually in Fel- uh, Harpers Ferry. And they oh, have an open it. house tonight, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, also, that's Delaware, so that's a little bit like, we're not going to be driving Delaware. Harbour Street is West Virginia. Yeah, but they're in, oh, they're, so that open house is in Delaware, they've got restaurants oh, okay. open, it's lovely. Oh, okay. um, and, yeah, so already the hubs and I, Christian got in first. Right. And I was a bit like, I think the other one's going to come. So the hubs are dividing, uh, dividing and conquering, mm-hmm. and we'll see next, but I can't believe the 29th has three birthdays. I'm just... I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. It's one of these, like, I had a massage yesterday with the priest, and I was just, like, I was just a limp noodle by the end of it, because I'm, like, I was finally able to breathe for the first time since, like yeah. I said, last Friday. I'm, like, it has just been one thing after another, which, don't get me wrong, I have loved it, because I spent most of the time with you, but yeah. I'm just, like, oh, my God, do not invite me to anything else for a few days. Like, I can't do it. Yeah, I feel, I mean, so... I was meant to have Tuesday, Wednesday off, Tuesday being Boxing Day, and Wednesday mm-hmm. I just said, I'm not going to be doing, I'm, I'm not going to work, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing a party, we're going to have some fun, I mm-hmm. want a day, and actually we didn't end up opening presents till 27th. Right. But that was kind of nice because we could take a breather on ourselves, and it was a really grotty day, but oh, it was horrible. during it was the Boxing raining. Day party I was like, I don't want to go to work this week, and I actually messaged my supervisor and just said, I'm, I'm taking Thursday, Friday off. I said, there's nothing to do. And actually, so I was very proud of you. But then stupidly, a couple of people that John did kind of contact, and then were like, hey, I had three messages, like, directly kind of people going, are you off this week? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I am, so maybe <laughs> maybe email and you'll get the response that says off. So, and a couple of bits had to be sorted, and I was like, uh, those teams are well, that's what I'm saying of them. I'm not, <laughs> they can wait. They can wait. Uh, no, it's only little bits to do, but I was still like, and also my computer's sort of dying in the work, and I'm mm. like, I'm not, I mean, if my computer had died, I just had to chat and just say, my computer's died, I'm not going in the office this week mm-hmm. to get my spare, Yeah. so unfortunately, it will be waiting till. <laughs> we are where we're at. Daniel, do you think we've, we've finally cracked Christmas, or has Christmas cracked us? I think we might have finally cracked Christmas, because I finally felt like Christmassy this year. I did, it was a little bit... It was a little bit overwhelming, but... Overwhelming, yeah. Yeah. 
I definitely think the next year the October thing is going to have to happen for the card yeah. and Hubs was like well I did tell you I said I know but I said we ran out of time because October was spent trying to get you know like the Mexico trip sorted and organising parents and, I, and right. we lost and my parents oh in-laws are listening to this you know we, we love having you here but it, it, it took up October and so you were entertaining yeah it went straight kind of September was too early and then November yeah. was just then well November then becomes Thanksgiving which if people go well, there's not a lot to that there fucking is if you're cooking if you're cooking is. there's a lot going there's on. a lot of planning like weeks ahead like schedules like recipes you gotta get the shopping list done yeah, but I think we finally cracked Christmas this year. I think we did. I'm, I I don't like the idea we have to do presents on the 27th because it feels like it's chasing it down. But at the same time, it's it's a lot. Uh, I think, I mean, next year's going to be very interesting because mm. I don't know how you're, I mean, you'll take time off anyway, but yeah. we get, if, if the new year, the eves mm. are on a Monday, we get them off. Oh, that's very nice. Because otherwise, you're, you know, going in for one day, and I think mm. they're trying to eliminate. They they kind of do that a bit with with Black Friday, and the same thing happens with like July Fourth. You know, if there's mm. a, yeah. a observed holiday in the middle of the week or like with one day either side. Mm-hmm. So next year's going to be interesting because I'm I will definitely be taking the whole the week off because if I take because oh, yeah. otherwise I'm going to be going having because you only have to take three days off at that point. Well, yeah, well, I actually only have to take. Yeah, and also if I take Boxing Day and Day After off, then that leaves only one day to go in. Yeah. But then it also me- leaves me quite a long holiday because New Year's Eve will be off. So I won't be actually going in back into the office for the Wednesday. I support this for you because yeah. then you'll be off like me. <laughs> and we're sort of, yeah. No, we've got, I, I mean, it's, it, I think this year it was interesting that last year was like such a great Christmas and mm. this year trying to kind of replicate it. And I think that. Because the year before that had been had been Denver, which had been a very yeah. intense Christmas because of COVID and having to travel back to DC. Mm-hmm. But last year was like having this like I'm going to go all in and it worked. But I also think that when you're doing it for the first time, sometimes you're not thinking about it. Right. And this year, especially, it is. It was like oh crap! I'm going right. I have to think and I think and I think because a lot of it also was that we did Solstice last year very spontaneously we were mm. like oh my god let's do I'm going to buy some meat let's go do Solstice party it'll be yeah. fine this year we planned it planned it and even though there wasn't actually a lot more having that on the to-do list there was a pressure yes and I was like oh because and the same with the Hubs' advent thing mm-hmm Last year, I decided a week before I was going to do it, mainly because he got me one and I saw the box and realised what he got me. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, you know, I better do it. And just didn't think about it, just did it. And this year, it's like, oh, I did it last year, I should do it next year. So I'm going to, and I see he's going to be listening to this as well, uh, is making a list of things that actually what was the most stressed this year mm-hmm. and I would definitely say it was the card mm-hmm. yes I just finding agree. the time I would agree uh, it was not really stressed but like the advent thing but that's mm-hmm. one because it was during a busy time having to sort that well it comes back to the well maybe do you shift and see what things you can get in October as mm. opposed to you know so I'm, I think that next year and I, I mean for me this is how I keep down my stress is October is my okay this is whenever I'm planning everything yeah. I think that's what we're gonna we're do, I do, I'll do and the other thing is like just check in the 
the lists of like foods. So mm. I definitely think, and this is just, I think this is now going to hints and tips, hints and tips, hints and tips. Yes. Is just definitely, they always say it's all in a preparation of Christmas. Mm. And usually they're talking about uh, peeling potatoes. Yes. But I definitely think this, like next year, it's like, Max, your Christmas needs. It's like, this Christmas is not, you need to do it in October, mm-hmm. across a relaxed month. Mm-hmm. And it will help you probably get into spooky season a bit more. Yeah. Because you know that there's yeah. something beyond it. Like Because know. my parents are coming for Thanksgiving next year. So mm-hmm. it, there's going to be no time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, it's the same week they came when we were in Denver. And it's just two weeks. And I mean, by the time I get out of that, we need to have the cards done. Yeah. The cards cannot be waiting another yeah, time. Yeah. They, they've got to be done. But so that we had a nice Christmas, we ended up... Um, we are around here Christmas Day. Well, I would say let's start back at Christmas Eve, though. Yes. So we attended a service at the National Cathedral. We had Mexican food beforehand. Yes. I did embarrass Daniel because I walked all the way down the aisle at the National Cathedral, like doing that like rich person wave. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you- hi, 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 hi. Merry hi, Christmas, hi. Merry Christmas. Hi. And then we were in the North Transept, and I was like, Max, why are you doing this all the way down? <laughs> It was a very nice service. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too. Uh, it obviously it's very religious, but they do a nominational vibe. Mm-hmm. Very cool vicar bishop sort of. We're going to discuss space, you know. Yes, my one issue was the amount of frankincense and myrrh that they were blowing into my face because I was sitting right there on the aisle. Like every time they swung the missile, and it just a waft of smoke was right in my yes. face. <laughs> no, we did, and it was it moved pretty sharp and mm-hmm. we had a good time and yeah, we had the Mexican nice. before but it was DC died this weekend yes it died so did we do when did we record last week was that on that was a Thursday no Thursday was, was solstice we so recorded Friday, Friday. Yeah. yeah so but just to kind of backtrack a bit is that yeah. people know is that on the Thursday we went to the Hubs's work party and it was dead because everyone had left town on Thursday right. to get the cheap fares. So the weekend was really dead and we had this... It was semi-apocalyptic here in DC. Like, what did we do Saturday night? I don't remember what we did. We did something though. It wasn't the party. Did we do someone else's party? No. Yo, yes, you did. You did someone else's party, and Priest and I did something else. I'm trying to think what we did. My God, I feel so bad. I know. But every... No, you did have a party. Yeah, we had a party 16. Yeah, but who did we go to whose party did we go to? So Christmas Eve, though, we have the Alexa. So I, I pretty much was up and peeled all the potatoes and prepped everything. Mm-hmm. So before we were done, we were ready to go. Mm-hmm. I spent the whole day freaking cooking in the end of it. Right. And then cleaned up. And then the next day, Saturday, was spent doing the Wellington, mm-hmm. which came out really well. But It was delicious. I won't do the double cook, which Mary Bay said. I, but I'm kind of glad I did it for the first time, mm-hmm. but the second time going a bit more faith. Yeah. But no, it was, it was a great recipe. We did that. Uh, you and the priest came over and... It was very nice Christmas, but very, I would definitely say, like I think because we knew it was going to be quiet, mm-hmm. the issue that we'd had a couple of years back had definitely been, and this sounds really bad, is that we had like what they say, the orphan's Christmas. We had a lot of people yes. come over. Oh, yes, I remember that Christmas. And they ate and went. And yeah. it was just like, we're not doing that again. It yeah. was really kind of disrespectful. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if anyone here is listening to that 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 and, and knew they were at that one. But... It was very much like 
they kind of came with the attitude of everyone's going to get takeout and I'm like no we put a lot of time yeah. in and we bought presents for people like little mm-hmm. gifts mm-hmm. and it was very much like done so we want if we only have a small group we wanted everyone in which was nice we had Mer mm. um, came over afterwards had a drink mm. and we went out and got even more drunk at the bar yes, we did. which <laughs> felt like a better way to do it <laughs> I apparently I was saucy afterwards apparently though well, I knew that I was ill because I woke up the, I Tuesday. Watched, Tuesday morning, Boxing yeah. Day, cook day. We're gonna go into the food a little bit later with what mm-hmm. we cooked, and then I was fine. I was quite bubbly, and then about four o'clock, five as the party came, I just like I did not feel right. I oh. was really like, this is uh oh, you know, was yeah. I drunk? Sort of thing from the yeah, night yeah, before. Yeah. I was getting ready. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get ready, uh, have shower, pop across the road get last minute bits right. and then we'll come back and have this lovely party which I always love look forward to mm-hmm. stood in the shower blue chunks everywhere <laughs> went straight I was like whoa um, I think the funniest thing was whenever I arrived to the party the first thing you said to me with eyes wide open was like I just threw up everywhere I, I just and it was so and it it was like and even like in Whole Foods I was just like cold sweat Oh, I, like, I, oh. I hate the cold sweat. I and I had a hangover like that for ages, but mm. not ever that late on in a yeah. day. But ready yeah. food. Party was lovely. Party was wonderful. And we had a really good time. And then, yeah, Wednesday, we did nothing. And that same night, yesterday, yeah. I cleaned, actually. That was the main one, was cleaning the house. Got a few things. I had things on my to-do list I did. Mm-hmm. Then this morning, woke up. Bug had eaten something. It had cut out the top end and the back end, <laughs> and then somehow got under the wine fridge, under his bed, under the mat the bed was on, oh. and had to be just scrubbed, cleaned. And you know when dogs just look at you, he looks bad now. And he pooped today, and it was solid. Sorry for this information, but like, <laughs> this is like my day off, and you know they're scrubbing, and then like the door. It's like wow, I'm Cinderella. And then I heard the door open upstairs, and I knew the the baby being on there with, with, with the hubs and I just went keep her up there there's mess down he goes what's that I'll explain in a minute you know I'm <laughs> Please. like but no so that was my but my, today I watched a couple of movies which I'll explain later but it was Very chill nice. but it how's that I felt tired I don't think I, I've still got the sleep that I needed to get yet yeah I'm very much looking forward to sleeping in tomorrow and uh, doing a lot of nothing Yes, I was going to look at maybe doing Panto tomorrow night, but I'm not sure. I'm going to have a look and see. Well, if you find one, that's great. Yeah. And if you don't, there is no pressure if you yes. didn't. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, oh, yeah, Panto. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it was a great idea at the beginning of the month. <laughs> they always are. <laughs> but not so much now. <laughs> oh. Well, after all that drinking, I feel like I need a drink. <laughs> you know, you've got to have the hangover to get over the hangover, <laughs> so to speak. So at this portion, let's go to Ina's garden to see what is going on with our little bit of food and drink, and not so much food this time, but drink. Well, as they say, the lovely Ina garden says, store-bought will do fine. So what have you prepared for us tonight? I have indeed done store-bought because I have gone next door to Whole Foods and have gotten the pre-made margarita, and that is what we're having, because we are having margaritas after this at Christmas birthday party, and Mm. I was just like, let's just keep Mm. up tequila this evening. Cheers. On the rocks, add some lime juice, add some salt, and that's all you need. Yeah, the premix has a good amount of alcohol in it as well. But you also don't taste it. Yeah. 
you know, it's not one of those like so sugary ones. Well, that's been an awful lot talking about ourselves, what's going on in the gayberhood. This is the portion of the podcast where we discuss things that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. You know what? This week, it's fairly light. I'll mm. let you go first, because I really don't have any news. <laughs> wow. Okay. So my first bit of news is sort of a little bit of a drive-by, so to speak. So Sutton Foster and Aaron Tebbett are joining Sweeney Todd. Uh, they were... Is that how you pronounce it? Tebbett? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. No, because I've, I've never worked out. So I'm not saying I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's Tebbett or Tibet. I don't know. Tebbett? I don't know. Who's to say? Really, someone else can figure that out for us. So anyways, they are joining the cast of Sweeney Todd. They're repl- replacing Josh Groban and NLA Ashford. Yes. Yes, and their run starts February 9th. It's one of those castings where you're like, how would they replace these? And from mm-hmm. the sounds of it, you're not really going to replace Josh Groban. No. And Annalise, no. one apparently everyone was just break out. Right. But if you're going to do it, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, well, this casting makes sense. Sun, I adore Sun. I love Sun so much. And I'm like, Sun Foster, yes, does make sense. And Aaron is such a cutie pie. Well, very much so. I mean, good eye candy, very good eye candy. So we're Did you ever see it. the Tony performance where he was performing from Next to Normal? And he was like, yes. the opening. And were, but it's the one where he, they did the opening where they merged all the musicals together. Yes. And it was him and Stockard Channing. And she was flirting with the up uh, with him. And I was, she was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And he was looking at her and going, they know. They know. Talent appreciates talent. All right. Our next little bit of news is congratulations to the color purple. Ooh. We'll be talking about that a bit later. So. We will certainly be talking about that a little bit later. So it had the second best Christmas opening this past week. Um, it had raked in $18.1 million over Christmas Day weekend. And that has been the best since 2009, which was with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Sherlock Holmes. Nice. Yes. Very nice. And my final bit of news, which we're going to go into true crime for just a little bit, and I do have opinions about this one, so it might be a little bit verbose. I do apologize now to my co-host, less so to the listeners right now. So, on the gay media this week, all the gays have been losing their fucking mind because Gypsy Rose Blanchard was released today. And they only know about that because there was a documentary and a TV series on Hulu. Yes, it happened during COVID, essentially. So they are all losing their fucking minds. So for those that don't know yes. about it, it is a case of Munchausen's by proxy, which is a form of child abuse. Um, in this situation, I'm going to do high level. Her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, essentially convinced everyone that Gypsy Rose was sick with cancer, forced her to have a feeding tube put in, go through chemotherapy, had surgeries to remove teeth and stuff, gallbladder was removed, a few other organs were removed. Gypsy turns, I think it was 16, gets a secret boyfriend online. Boyfriend comes to their house in Missouri. They kill the mom. They go on the run. Gypsy is then caught and then sentenced to prison. Uh, Her sentence was, I believe, 20 years with the eligibility of parole. So she got out after seven years with good behavior. And this, I will say this, was discussed on my former podcast. Yeah. Uh, former co-host very much went into detail with this one and my issue with this is that you know there are two victims in this situation Gypsy is the victim of child abuse however Dee Dee was killed so you know it's it's a very complex complicated situation to be on yeah I kind of feel I mean was it because it was premeditated wasn't it it was premeditated it's when he's like 
I get what happened, but also you can't do vigilante shit to quote Taylor Swift. Like, you just can't do it. it. It's one of these situations. So I've always, the case has never set right with me. But the gays this week have just been losing their goddamn minds about it. They're like, it's Gypsy Rose Eve. And it's like, oh my gosh, look at her Instagram post today. She's like going in to be like an influencer. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, So anyways, the gays have been eating this up is what I'm getting at. Like, And I have not seen them eat this up in a while. I never watched a series. I saw... Did she poison her at all, the mum, or was it just she just lied about the symptoms? So the mom lied about the symptoms. There was some poisoning, but like I said, she made her daughter go through chemotherapy, even though she did not have cancer. How do you go about doing that? I know I should listen to your other podcast. I'm just, I know I must have listened to that episode. I, you listen to that episode. The way they did it is she claimed that her medical records were lost in Katrina and it was like right afterwards. Yeah. And so the doctor didn't, you know, verify it and so treated her with chemotherapy, which I'm also sitting here and I'm like, the medical professional let them down because there should have been testing done. So anyways, it's it's very complicated. But anyways, the gays are lapping this one up. So uh, yeah, it's literally all over gay Instagram right now. And I just am so befuddled and amused by it. I'm just like, I cannot believe that this is what they're latching on to. But maybe I am. It's a quiet week. I know. <laughs> Which brings me nicely on to the lack of news I have. So I typed in gay news this week and all I could get was um, Harvard's <laughs> Claudine Gay and the shit she's constantly in. Oh, okay. Um, but Claudine Gay, I don't know, quit. So anyway. I don't know. So instead of having news, uh-huh. I thought I would solve a mystery. Oh, okay. So I was having a look and thinking, what can I talk about in the news section? And you know, you're probably thinking, Max, you talk enough, you can find this. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know if anyone recently has noticed on TikTok a certain meme that is going about of a British singer going, surprise, surprise. Oh, yes, I, I have noticed this meme. Surprise, surprise. So she's, you know... Short curly red hair yeah. and red dress and like doing little like shoulder dance yeah. step situation. Yes, like we dance. Well, the Brits that listen to this will know her as Scylla Black. Uh-huh. But the Americans might not. So I thought no. I would explain <laughs> who Scylla Black is. Please, please. Let's go behind the curtain. I want to know who Scylla Black is. To be, keep it short and sweet, mm-hmm. she was a national treasure. She mm. was uh, a singer and then she went into TV presenting mm-hmm. and she was on ITV a lot and she was very much Saturday evening of Sunday evening television. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved her. Complete national treasure. Mm-hmm. So, Scylla Black was born Priscilla White. No joke. No joke. <laughs> she was born Priscilla White but she goes by Scylla Black. Scylla Black. Okay. Yeah, in 1943 and she began out as a singer um, and she had links to the Beatles because mm. of uh, obviously Liverpool. And two of her singles, Anyone Who Had a Heart and You Are My Word, reached actual number one. Oh. Yes, she was very popular. Congrats to her. And you know the famous Cavern Club? The uh, where the Beatles, the Cavern Club. Oh, yeah, 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 There's yeah, a yeah. statue outside of her. Of Silver Black. Of Silver Black. Um, she would transition to television and she presented a show called Blind Date, which I believe over here you would know as the dating game. Yes, we would. And she would do Which that. is rather infamous for a reason. Yes, and she would do that. And you said, I'm going to have a lot of, lot of laughs tonight because she always had a Liverpudlian accent. Mm. A lot of laughs. That's a lot, a lot of laughs. But she always had a lot, a lot of laughs. Uh-huh. And the other one, she'd be like, how's El Daniel over here? Mm. She was very, very Liverpudlian. And then she would also do another show that was famous for... Um, granting wishes to its audience 
in terms of, you know, um, no, it's not the show you're thinking. <coughs> um, <coughs> they would re, um, they would uh, bring people back together with family members who like lived across seas. Okay, I was about to be and like... And sometimes <coughs> prank people and the show was called Surprise, Surprise. <laughs> and she would sing the theme. So what you are watching is the theme for Surprise, Surprise. It's for the show. For the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were about to go yeah. like D- Jimmy Savile and I'm like, oh God, please no. But she said she was one of her much-loved presenters, and one of her best, closest friends was fellow Liverpudlian entertainer, uh, Lily Savage, Paul O'Grady. They were very, very, oh. very good mates by the end of it, and he, I don't think he ever oh. quite got over her dying. Oh. But I just thought that would be, that's all, the, I didn't really have news this week, and I thought that's it. So if you have seen it, it isn't... I've seen it extensively, so thank you, Ashley. Yes. yes. There is also videos of her. She covers her songs for like TV variety shows, and they're a bit weird. Yeah. Some yeah. of us that people are even a bit going, "Why is Scylla everywhere? Why is our Scylla everywhere?" But she's very much loved, and we we kind of like in this resurgence of Scylla. Because isn't there one of her doing a Whitney Houston cover or something like there that? There is one of her climb up a mountain singing "Ain't They Mounted High Enough." There's her in a boxing ring singing "Eye of the Tiger." That is spectacular. Wow. We don't quite. She she was a bit of a Jay McDonald before her time, and we'll yeah. discuss Jay McMackie D at another occasion. A different episode, different. A different so. episode. Well, I'll go into that one mm-hmm. soon. So, Daniel, what has been gay culture for you this week? Gay culture for me this week. I would talk about the food that I had at Christmas with you, which I'm going to let you have that one. But I had to make a recipe because I was so done with red meat by the end of it. Um, I had a lovely goat cheese and sun-dried tomato um, on top of penne pasta last night. It was so fucking good. It was just wonderful. Everything I needed. Drink of the week. Three cups, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. It is the wine that we had at Christmas, and I'm having a case of it sent out from uh, Washington State right now. Yum, yum, yum. Um, And you and... The Hobbs will be getting at least two bottles of that one. So, my song of the week is Water by Tyler. Um, I believe Christian and I were getting down to that during your Boxing Day party, so it stuck around. I'm glad you can remember. Uh, actually, I wasn't that drunk on the Boxing Day party. Christmas, however, was a different story. Oh, where I was... Where, according to the priest, you were saucy. <laughs> uh, my book of the week, I started a new book. It's called A Season of Splendor. Uh, the Court of Mrs. Astor. So, the Mrs. Astor from the Gilded Age. It is the history of her yes. and her influence on the Gilded Age culture. So, naturally, I'm reading that. Um, television. My series that I watched in a day, because they were 45-minute episodes and there were four of them, is called Let Us Pray. It is talking about a cult and the members who were sexually abused and them getting... I don't say retribution, but getting justice for the crimes that were committed against them. It was very good. Nice. Very good. Uh, my podcast of the week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a discussion with you on this one. Ooh. It's called The Murder Year. So, yes, there was a true crime theme for me this week, obviously. In case you didn't, couldn't tell. So, it is... The podcast introduction is, what we're about to tell you is based on true stories. However, the stories that we're about to tell are fictional, and the characters are fictional as well. Now... Would you count that as true crime or not? So the stories we're about to tell you are based on... So what I'm about to tell you is based on a true story. Yeah, based on a real story. But the stories that we're actually presenting are fictional. So is this people that are fake... Is it a crime that involved the faking of true crime? No. No. 
Here's the thing. There are eight episodes... There are ten episodes, actually, and I stopped at episode, like, four. What... So what is the... What is the actual premise... Pulling the premise away? I don't know, because here's the thing. Each episode is a different crime, but it's presented like they're all sort of linked, but I'm like, but there is no link between these, because... If they're not real stories, like, is this actually true crime? Is so someone telling a short story? Not really, that I can tell. Who's her. doing it? Who's doing this, Jude Daniel? I don't know, but it's called The Murder Years. It's like The Wonder Years, but not. Yeah. How weird. It, it, it's the weirdest concept I've ever seen for a true crime podcast that I'm not sure is a true crime podcast. Like, But I know it's not a fictional podcast, because I listen to a lot of fictional podcasts, and I'm like, this is not a... It's not the... Narrative arc so that you expect. And you just like, why am I listening to this? Yeah, like, at episode four, I'm like, why am I listening what to this? What have the reviews been for? Did you read any of the reviews? So, a lot, there's been a lot of, like, two-star reviews of, like, what is going on here. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, that has been, like, the consistent review of, like, what is going on here? What is the arc? What is the narrative type situation? I just can't power through the last, like, set of episodes. I'm like, no, yeah. I, I had that with the um, Someone Shatter My Wedding podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, that was, like, done as a true crime podcast and started off funny, and then they actually couldn't work... Spoiler alert. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't work it out. and it, Which sort of defeats the purpose. The purpose of it. And yeah. I felt that they needed to have... What did they? They needed to sit down and like, what do we do if we can't actually? Because you're never really going to find who left right. a small turd at a wedding. Right. But if your one is, do you feel that? Do you feel potentially there is a twist coming? But maybe that because of the oversaturation of the market, they should have got that in a little bit earlier. So the problem is, like, there was one murder that was committed against um, a co-ed essentially. Yeah who was a dancer or a former dancer on the dance team but she was a teenager there was another one that was committed that was a rape that was committed against someone that was murdered afterwards and then there was like a horrific accident that was staged by someone and I feel like just based on the narrative that they're about to say and the town is cursed and I'm like I don't know that I'd buy this like it's not a believable buy off you know of like no like something has to be behind it not a curse you know like that's an easy cop out of like yeah. the land is cursed and therefore everything happened. So they're not even very good mysteries. Yeah, they're not even very good mysteries, so to speak. I had high expectations, but then, like I said, by episode four, I was like, "No, nah, we're done." And I, I, as someone who comes up with ideas, and then mm-hmm. someone's like, "That's just a bit too complex." This is what I'm like, yeah. "Ah, this is what people hear when they hear my ideas." Sort yeah. of thing. And my final bit of culture, my final bit, which I think we'll be talking about in a minute, movie of the week, the color purple. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go into color purple now. Yes. What did you think? I bawled my eyes out the last ten minutes yes. of it, and it was beautiful. So cut ahead a couple of minutes if you don't really want many spoilers. I yeah. mean, you, most people have seen it or familiar with the, the source material. Right, so I've read portions of the book. I've seen the original movie adaptation with Oprah and Whoopi Goldberg. And then I knew the soundtrack. Yes. But I've never seen a stage production yeah. of it. So I'd seen the show. I'd read the start of the book, never got into it. Mm-hmm. Seen the two different productions of the musical. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought emotionally it got it the best. Yes. But I do think it struggled in trying to work out what relationship it wanted with the music. Yes. And I think that there was also some jarring changes to songs which weren't necessary. They, yeah. they literally cut a line yeah. and at one point they cut the line from the final song. And it was just like... Ugh. And a lot of people actually afterwards were like, why the hell did they do that? Yeah. It was really weird. Like, it wasn't like they cut the... Fi- if they cut the final song, it would have been disappointing. Mm-hmm. 
but I was like, why would you cut the big um, crescendo line? Yeah. And I think that they said, I read they cut almost, you know, two, uh, two dozen songs because there's a lot of incidental songs on the soundtrack. Yeah. And it's kind of like it wanted to do something with the music, but didn't kind of know what it wanted to do. So I feel like in places, this is always my critique of musicals whenever they go to a movie. It's yeah. like, if you're on a movie, you can insert more dialogue where you need to. Yeah. And that's fine because it's a different format than theater. So you need to, you know, maybe say a little bit more. Or do a little bit more, or build up the tension a little bit more, because like there was the portion like um, at the gas station. We'll put it that way. The tension was sort of there, not quite there like it was in the original movie. Yeah, because in the musical you don't actually see that. Right. Like they they talk about these mentions yeah. a lot of the a lot of that storyline is is. Is real stripped from the actual right, um, which yeah. I totally get. Like, well, they didn't put it back in though, which is good. Right, but it was one of these like if you're going to put it back in though, it was gut wrenching in the actual yeah. film and reading it. Like you needed just a little bit. I'm not saying they didn't do a good job, but like just a little bit more, you know, just yeah, a little bit more tension. Yeah, I felt that also. I think for me was that I really do like the soundtrack. The musical was one I managed to see the many a chocolate battery version, which mm-hmm. they transferred over of Cynthia. Mm-hmm. But I saw the original, which was it really didn't it had a cast, but they were it was not um, a headliner cast that they brought in over over here. Right, and I really like loved it, and I fell in love with the soundtrack. And I mean, you know, unfortunately, we had this incident in the signature theatre regarding you know them obviously allowing people to walk in during um, CD's birth scene, but not during Sugar Avery's coming to town because they claimed that that would disrupt. And I'm like fuck you I don't know they made some weird changes they extended that I mean they went back and sort of developed their relate the, the, the sister's relationship a bit more mm-hmm. I think that the song that Nettie sings as they're walking they're, they're, they're running away to play they're going to try and push for an Oscar because mm-hmm. I think they want to get one track in yeah. but I don't think it's strong enough no. I, I, they, they needed a second ballad they needed potentially a Nettie ballad maybe or something Yeah, but I felt that I don't I I so I felt it was a really good film, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't kind of I don't know I they I was a bit like I really loved the musical and sometimes when you you know you do have to kind of know that you're not going to get the musical on right. screen and that's why like recorded productions of musicals don't really work you know they 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 you lose that dynamic you need the right. pacing but. Again, it made some curious choices of a couple of songs. It decided to shorten songs, which I really don't like because you lose yeah. the flow of them. Yeah. Um, and again, it changed. Like Sugar Avery coming to town, they completely redid the melody on it, and I don't know why. It just I, didn't, it didn't. It didn't do anything to it. But again, that was another song that you could have, you know, cinematically had more tension with. Like mm. if you never actually saw Sugar Avery until she rolled up to the house, yeah. Like, and I think in I, as far as I'm aware, on stage, you don't see her until she turns up as a mess. Which makes so much more sense that you never see her in the car drinking in town. Like, have her roll up. And they they took out the original color purple bit. Yeah, they had the music cues in there during yes. that. And I I heard that and I was like, oh, oh. we're about to. Have- 
yeah. Like, yeah. And I, so I think for me, I, I probably will watch it again and really, really enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm still going to wait for that one line in the final, which is never going to come. Mm-hmm. But I said, I don't... Yeah, I, I, I think that it was an excellent film. And I really... You know, Fantasia's definitely up for an Oscar. Yes. I think that there's some other characters in it, maybe. I think that potentially... Um, Taraje could get supporting norm. Yeah, I can see her supporting. I'm not quite sure whether or not that. I think that it's an easy role to play. I don't yeah. say easy, but I think it's 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 good to have some fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's other performance out there this year that yeah. had more nuance. But no, I said I wasn't. I said I said for me, I felt disappointed in that. Even though I didn't write that music, I felt certain choices disrespected the original score. Right. And I was like, and what you actually put in, it wasn't, they never put in a song that's better than the original, the one in its place. Yeah. And, um, is it, uh, playing the big dogs? Is that one of the songs? When she yeah. arrives on the farm and she sees yeah. the workers, they yeah. took that out and replaced it with, um, oh, the, the sun mm-hmm. doing a similar, like, hmm, Jim, boom, yeah, 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 boom, yeah, yeah, song, yeah, and yeah. you're like, and they used a couple of them ones, yeah. and I, and I think that, yeah, it really works for that. I hope this language okay. That sort of plantation, thematic plantation. We're going to show how hard people are working. Right. Very I mean, rhythm, rhythm based drums. And, so the historians inserting this would be New South, so not plantation, but it would be the aftermath of the plantation. plantation. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that is where they were going, but they had two very similar songs and neither of them were better than right. the uh, original. But generally the performances were great. Um, Danielle Brooks, I think should be up for supporting yeah. over Taraji. Yeah. But I do think Fantasia should yes. at least get a nod towards it. Yes. And we're going to be sitting down the week before or two weeks before the noms come out. And mm-hmm. I think actually creating a list of who we yeah, think. I think so, too. Yeah. Is there anything more for news for you? Or uh, news or culture? That's all the culture for me, Jerry. So I'll so shoot through this because we... Oh, my God. And, you know, not a lot to talk about this week. Um, <laughs> my culture, my food, obviously, was all my Christmassy stuff. Beef Wellington came out very well. It was delicious. Uh, I'm going to have to learn a bit more about folding it, but first time attempt on Christmas morning, very happy. Look at that lamination. I was lamination. <laughs> That, that was the phrase of the day. Um, I loved it. Uh, festive puffs. So I actually put a whole Christmas dinner into a puff, um, a, a, a present roll. Mm-hmm. They came out really well. Um, they uh, did. I had the best idea. To, I should have got some gravy to dip. That would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. And also the curries came out really well and I was very pleased with them. The turkey curry was amazing. Uh, we got Yeah, we had that. And also we had a lot of the tofu and people really liked tofu. Well, they were both good. I think uh, I had both at the end. Mm. Uh, television uh, we started Percy Jackson oh, it's been it? really good actually yeah. so do you think it's better than the film oh yeah, yeah. I'm not oh. so I've never read the books oh, okay. it's just oh. slower oh. it's just slower okay. it's a lot more like grounded development yeah EastEnders has been really good this week we finally found out who the body was and it wasn't who we thought it was going to be and it wasn't Ooh. even the body that we saw at the end of the Christmas episode last year it wasn't the body it was someone else it was a red herring Oh, so we do think someone else is going to get murdered? No, so what they did is someone got their head smashed in and we thought they were dead. And then someone else saw it and was like, oh my God, you killed someone. I'm going to take my kid off you. Uh, and then he tried to attack the bride and then someone stabbed him and he died. Oh. Yeah, and they're now trying oh. to keep, now the six, it's the six women that are all trying to keep it quiet. It's very, very tense. Oh, bring him to the eighth there. Theatre. Does the cathedral count? Yeah, the cathedral does count as theatre. Um, 
podcast. Uh, we are on Silver Screeners this week. It came out mm. last week. Oh, yes. Yes, talking about the holiday. So please check out Silver Screeners. We had a lot of fun doing that one. Yes, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, and I've had a week away from podcasts, actually, just to clear oh. one's head. Good. You've been better yes. than me. <laughs> Movies. I watched Rebel Moon today, the mm. new Zack Snyder. It's a huge science fiction one that he's doing. He originally developed it as Star Wars, and then that was during the period where they were trying to work out Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's a really, really good film. It's very Star Wars meets June. But he's like, well, if I'm not going to develop a Star Wars film, I will make my own. And I think he did get like the blessing mm-hmm. of the Star Wars crew to take uh-huh. his story idea and do it. The trouble is, he's just made another Star Wars. But not in canon. Not in canon. It's, it. it's so it's just it's like a group of rebels, like fine warriors, Ooh, very, very, se- very original, very Seven Samurai, and there's like a mother, there's a, a mother empire, and they're trying to, con- and they're collapsing, and they're trying to control the planets. It's a very well done mm. film. The mm. effects are good visually. It's good. It's a part one, so we shall see what happens next. Mm. Do you think there's going to be part two? Oh, they've done part two. Oh. I think he did it as one and realised it was oh. a bit too big, which he has a habit of doing. Oh. But I just feel that maybe had this been a... St- if they had said, like, ten years ago that they were developing a new Star Wars film, it didn't quite work, so Zack Snyder developed his own, and this was meant to reboot Star Wars and it didn't, so he did his own version, I'd have been like, oh, great, and I think this has got a lot of attention. But we are so oversaturated with Star Wars material. As I say. To create your own version on top of like Mandalorian and all this, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Read the room. <laughs> what I also watched today, have you heard May, December? The Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman one. Yes! Oh, 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 oh. Tell me, do I you... need to watch it tomorrow? Do I yes, need to watch it? Okay. Because there's a bit in the opening. I know what cases. So. True crime. I know what case. Yes, because it's yeah. so. Is the what the case? I don't, I can't pronounce her name. Mary Kay Letourneau. In May December, Natalie uh-huh. Portman is an actress, and she goes to visit Julianne Moore. Uh-huh. And Natalie Portman's an actress, and she's going to star in a film about Julianne Moore's character's life. Uh-huh. And she was a lady that began a relationship with a guy when he was in seventh grade. Yes. And he and they have since her release. She had kids in prison since the release. They, in real life, they had two. two kids. Yeah, yeah, two. So in in this, I do, they definitely had one baby in prison. Uh huh. Um, and then they have, and then they've got two more twins, and it's set around the kids' graduation. And basically, this actress comes in to investigate. Um, Invest, you know, to get to know them because uh-huh. they're going to, and they've agreed to let her come and talk to them to do this film. Uh-huh. So I, you know, googled it today to see who, you know, I did, I did know it was yeah. based on someone. It's yeah. not in any way. It's not beat for beat. Yeah. yeah, and the scenario is based on on this sort of situation. Yeah. And I think the thing they took from it was that there was a marriage afterwards and yeah. kids. And you just have to watch it. But have you, like, Todd Haynes, who did, like, Carol, and he's got his producing partner, um, Christine Fashon, who I think is the most glorious. If you listen to this podcast, Christine, call me. I read both your books. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Velvet Goldmine? Yes. Ted Haynes, Christine oh, Fashon. Yeah. You know, but you need... I can't describe how they do it, but there's going to be a bit in the opening about hot dogs that's going to jar you. But just, if you can get that, not in a bad way, but you'll okay. be like, wow, that is wow we're, we're doing something here um, sexual but the whole thing is played out like a drama but 
with melodrama in, but it's acted drama, but they try and make it melodrama and it works. Okay. Um, but Natalie Portman is giving like vague, like, what's her deal? It's it's really uh, it's just get up tomorrow okay. and watch it and you're gonna buzz me and just go you're gonna get to the hot dog bit, which is about five minutes in, and uh-huh. just go, Oh wow. <laughs> they did that. It'd be like fuck Max. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole thing is, but it's very well acted. I think uh, that's what he's doing a little bit. Is yeah. he's giving you this hot, this like there's a heightened reality mm-hmm. around this very real drama, mm-hmm. and the scenario is really good. And there's a little bit of, um, oh, what is the film? Is it Blue Jasmine with um, uh, Kate Blanchett? And she's the sister that comes back to stay after her divorce. And I she's believe slowly so. Unra- there's yeah, there's so. this sense of unraveling and. Or was that Amy Adams? No, you think no. Junebug? That no, maybe no. yeah. I can assume it's yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm just like I'm excited you to see this. Okay. Um, and just as my final Christmas catch up. Oh, your final. Okay. We did Love Actually, The Grinch, Muppets Christmas Carol, Family Stone. We watched Diane Keating on Christmas Day. Yes, we did. Doctor Who, which was excellent this year. Mm-hmm. Very brought it back. Give it a watch. Not really much to say. Shooty is delicious and mm-hmm. very well done. Best Christmas ever. Um, we're going to talk about that. Your Christmas on mine too. We're going to talk about that. This is Christmas. We're going to talk about that in the oh, next scene. All these Christmas. Mrs. Brown's Boys. Was pretty well good this year. They got yeah. some shit reviews, but I thought it's better. And a Christmas adjacent one, Genie, the new Minister McCarthy, written by Richard Curtis about oh. a genie, and it was very cute. Oh, I, I I was intrigued by that one, but didn't know whether I should plunge into it or not. Um, if you've got Peacock, I would give it a go. Just sit, watch, and enjoy. It's not anything. It's not groundbreaking. I think I think I'm going to stick with May December then, because I don't have Peacock. <laughs> May, no, May December, you need to see, and okay. you will not be unhappy with me after watching it. I feel like I'm going to watch May. December tomorrow and then do a cleanse with Jackie with Natalie Portman and just I'll be fine I yeah I heard the I heard off Bowen and Matt that they were talking on their uh, podcast they were saying you need to listen to you need to see this film it is a heightened thing okay. so yeah I think it may be a discussion point next for Oscars week. Oscars no we're going to have to have a discussion okay. next week about it it's really hard to describe it because okay. yeah okay. but love it alright All right. god with that I need a break uh, yes exactly And we're back, and we have a house full. Oh, how did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we have to hire ourselves out. They most probably like rabbits. Daniel, did you have any culture this week? We just had culture this week. <laughs> but like, did you have a cultural story this week? Because we were we, we are no, uh, no, I didn't have a cultural story this week. So I had two vague ones. And I like the two vague ones. Right. Question: Are Christmas movies getting stranger in my extreme? I want to talk about this. Yes, Max. Are they? I don't know. So I watched a Christmas movie with the hubs this week. Uh-huh. Best Christmas ever with a one Miss Heather Graham and a one Miss Brandy Norwood. And this is the best dot Christmas, Christmas dot, dot ever dot. And it started off in a really good content. You know, uh-huh. The idea is that Heather Graham is getting this stuff and Brandy and she's just like, oh my God, my life's amazing. Look at my Christmas newsletter. And Heather's like, that don't exist. And she's like, I don't think that's a lie. And she tells her kids, this is all a lie. Our lie's perfect. So her son decides to put into his, into their phone, her address, Brandy's address, instead of the sisters, his aunt. So they all end up at Brandy's house to, and then to see firsthand whether or not, like, 
it's the best Christmas ever. So they've ever. never been to the sister's house before and didn't realize... The sister just been... moved conveniently. Oh, okay. So they get there. And then you find out that, you know, their life is kind of perfect, but at the same time, their life isn't kind of perfect and something happens. And then at one point, spoiler alert, jump ahead two minutes, you don't want to hear how it ends. They end up in a solar-powered hot air balloon with Heather Graham hanging for the Santa sleigh underneath it, faking the star of Bethlehem and Santa Claus over a Christmas pageant. A solar-powered hot air balloon? Because Wait, it turns out that, spoiler alert, Heather, Brandy Norwood's son died, and he wanted to travel the world in a hot air balloon, so they invented the hot air balloon. That was solar-powered. That was solar-powered. I, I, I can't. I cannot. cannot. And I'm just like... And there's Brandy in, like, press-ons, like, pressing all these buttons, going, it's not working. And Heather Graham's, like, a woman in science, going, I think you have to do this. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But it was a really good... This is not believable. It was a really good... But the actual... uh, The actual storyline, I thought, was really good. In a sense of, you know, everyone gets Christmas newsletters. Everyone's like, these are fake. And they end up together, and two families are forced to, you know, actually experience... The fake Christmas is together, mm-hmm. but wait! But it just got really sci-fi. Yeah, no, I'm not for this. But then, I've noticed a lot more of them are getting just a little bit extreme. Do you think they're trying really hard at the moment just to kind of like produce content? I feel like how many times can we recycle a plot? Like, how many times is a girl from the city going to go back home to the country to a Christmas tree farm or the bakery shop or, you know, grandfather's, I don't know, like, woodworking shed and, like, have to save it and then meet the guy from high school? Like, now, there was a British one this year. I said it. Uh Uh-huh. This is Christmas. Uh Uh-huh. And it came out last year, actually, but Mm -hmm. it came on Amazon this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a guy on a train. Mm Mm-hmm. They get the same train. Everyone gets the same train every day, you know, from the country into London. Mm-hmm. It breaks down. Why he's there? He says, gets up and invites everyone to a Christmas party, and they put on a Christmas party. And it's about the them trying to convince people to come to a Christmas party, just based on a one. But as people interact and they start making friendships, that sounds interesting to me. It's really, if actually that's on Amazon. If you have Amazon, wait, which one was this one again? It's called this is Christmas. This is Christmas. So maybe if you're looking for one, again, if you've got that for tomorrow, yeah. it's about an hour and 45, and it's really hella charming. But that's like a real good, clever yeah. content. And then and, and we, we like the second um, Your Christmas or Mine. That was mm-hmm. why their, their holidays get to yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah. But just I just watched Best Christmas Ever and was just like, this is really extreme. And Brandy was not convincing piloting a solar-powered hot air balloon with a sleigh underneath it. Sorry, I mean, Monica could, but not Brandy. Oh, 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 oh. So my <laughs> and that was Monica right So, <laughs> sort of my culture is thinking ahead next year, what else are we going to get? You know, the same recycled Christmas plots, essentially. But with really extreme stuff. Like, it's getting really extreme now. It's an election year. It's going to be horrible. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Anyway, that's a whole year away. What are you looking forward to this year, Daniel? So this year I'm looking forward to um, down mm, removing myself from a toxic work environment this year is the goal. <sighs> I am anti-micromanaging. I am anti-meetings that don't need to be meetings. I'm anti-meetings that should be emails. Or emails that should be... Yeah, I, I'm anti that. And I'm anti having to be responsible for things that are not my responsibility. 
Someone else did something, not my employee, not mine. And with that, uh, what are you hoping to bring from last year? My relationships. I feel like this year I've made some very good friendships that have been much more deeper. Relationships. Yes. I, I mean, obviously We have us. the podcast. The podcast. The podcast is coming forward. Sorry, listeners. There's more of us coming in the new year. Um, not done with us yet. No, not done with us yet either. And there might be a few surprises along the way. Do you have any resolutions? Uh, more intentions. So the intention is to drink less alcohol, obviously. Read more fiction this year. Uh, continue to love. Continue to be creative. And uh, to really lean into self-care a lot more than what I have been the past five months. Yes. Because I, I feel like I get off rail the past yeah, five. I think like this last couple of months has been like, yeah. yeah. So I'm working it out. I think yeah. for last year, I think they're doing stuff with more intention is mm-hmm. better. I think like making sure there's a reason to do things mm-hmm. rather than saying, well, we should do it for the sake. Yeah. No. I want to keep up with my watching of the cinemas, yeah. seeing some movies, reading oh. some books. Yes. Got some definite books to read. Yes, you do this time. Yes. Um, I think that's it. And I think next year I would like to obviously do the marathons. Mm-hmm. We're hoping that's going to, I have to sit down. Mm-hmm. But like this week, I booked my first dentist appointment in 10 years. Oh, yay. And my first optician's appointment in 15 years. Because I'm horrible. 38 years old and maybe needing glasses very soon. Girl, you needed them. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm going to have my glasses. We'll have lovely loads of godparents who come with me to help decide what's going on on them. They'll be thick. Don't worry. No. I'll send you a photo of what my brother looks like in his, and I'll be like, the opposite, please. We can do that. But no real resolutions, I have to be honest. Like I said, I believe in intentions, not resolutions. Yes. Like, just being more I think we'd like to move this podcast forward a bit, so I'm going to look at some stuff over the next few months. Oh, absolutely. But I think with that, we're coming to the end of the show. Yes. And the year. We are. Do you have a Gags and Goops? I don't have a Gags and Goop. My one is... Can we just say that we survived Christmas? Yes. And 2023. That's true. Transmissions and car problems and new dogs, oh my. Yes, absolutely. Do you have a word of the day? I do have a word of the day. So it's hard launch. Because this has been used too much in the past few months in culture. It's to fully release or debut to the public, aka relationships. Not products as it was originally intended, but relationships. Oh, we hard launched this relationship. We hard launched that one. I'm sick of using it. Is it like a soft launch, but harder? No, it's a very much a hard launch. Like, we're busting through walls. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. There's always too much going on. Yes. Do you have a petticoat lane? No, actually, I think in the Christmas... I think in the spirit of the holiday season and starting New Year, I, aside from my dog's exploding bowels, mm-hmm. um, I feel that we have, have... I feel we should just... Wish everyone well. Um, they would have, by this point, been in New Year. Yes. So I hope you had a nice holiday season. Yes. You've got two more days of Christmas, technically, when you're listening to this. Oh so grab some movies while you can. Or not. <laughs> um, don't indulge as much, but try and maybe take the love with you. Yes, take the love. Clearly. Right. Daniel, in terms of this podcast in 2023 did we cover everything my dear we barely even set the agenda cheers cheers you've been listening to bitches with beards i've been max and i'm daniel a big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen don't forget to rate review and subscribe please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions they reflect us and no one else all music and clips are used under fair use 
We'll see you next week, unless we're canceled. Cheers. Cheers.